Welcome to the world of Punches and Popcorn, where we dive into the bone-breaking and kung-fu-kicking world of martial arts cinema. Join us on the path as we explore a new movie every episode, discussing the history, fighting styles, science, and more from a broad range of fight films. Everything from Bruce Lee to John claude Van Damme to John Wick. There's plenty of room in our temple of couch potato style. So listen in and subscribe to Punches and Popcorn on your favorite podcast app. The following footage is certified PG. Pretty great. It's Anomaly Presents with your friends, the Podcastronauts. Did it not go? No. No. It's okay. I, I, uh, we improv. Oh. oh, no. That makes me sad. Anyway. Yeah, no worries. We got happy uh, stuff to talk about. Fix it in post. Yeah. Fix it in post. Post. <laughs> I, I hate it here. Oh, God. Oh, God. Anyway, this is Anomaly Presents. This is a podcast about the genre movies that inspired a genre film festival. It's the Anomaly Film Festival. Usually, we're mildly more professional than that. I'm dealing with technology issues, so we're just going to power through it mm-hmm. the way, mm-hmm. you know, we do, I guess. So, yeah. uh, tonight... I've got our podcastronauts with me here. We've got uh, Kristen Pelt-Pacheco. Hey, everybody. We've got Megan Murphy. Yeah, hi, it's me. The esteemed, the glorious Megan Murphy. Uh, oh, God. oh, no, too much. Is, oh, no, no. Um, a, an, an accredited expert about the film that we're going to be talking oh. about tonight. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. Take it. <laughs> no, it, it you. <laughs> I'm not on the Agfa website. <gasps> oh, oh, oh. Spoiler, spoiler. So Damn. yeah, it, this is uh, <laughs> we're, we're this is Anomaly's first entrance into the uh, the Sedaris universe, Andy Sedaris universe. Um, so last week we we did the thing where we showed the trailer to kind of give you an idea of what we're talking about. I can do that again. Yes. We'll see, because I have technology challenges, but we're going to try it. If not, we're going to act it out on screen. Ready? Oh, here we go. Let's see how this goes. This is Savage Beach. In hard ticket to Hawaii, undercover federal agents Donna Hamilton and Taryn Kendall save the country from drug smugglers. In Picasso Trigger, they save the world from the brutal hand of an international assassin. In Savage Beach, they are the targets for murder. This time, they'd better save themselves. Good idea. center of a search for a ton of gold. Where there's gold, there's greed, and murder rules the land. A paradise haunted by a mysterious presence. Take cover. This is no ordinary day in the sun. Terror reigns on the shores of Savage Beach. It's Savage Beach. 
in true anomaly style, we started in the middle of the series. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. Okay. This works though. Cause this is like the last one. So yeah, I'll go, I'll go into that. I have opinions. All right. So as you no doubt ascertained by that trailer, um, it was uh, how do we how do we jump into it? So there, there's a series <laughs> of films that came before this that yes. kind of center around. Um, is it the D agents? So here's my I yeah, yeah this is I, I was like I can ask questions because like I yes. have watched this, this is my first one fantastic so I'm like it sounds like based on the trailer right like we follow these agents and it's like. Is it just the two of them or is it like their group? Because like in the beginning, right, there's a group uh, of girls. I have many things. So, so here, here it is. Uh, so this is, um, there is a series that, the larger series, which is like 12 movies. It's called the Lethal Ladies series. Lethal stands for something. I don't remember. It's like, especially inharmonious. It's something, right? So there's this idea that there is an agency. This is a part of like the first chunk of stuff, which has uh, Donna and Taryn, who are their, our first characters. Though also theoretically, there's a movie before called Malibu Express. And that's when Andy Sedaris thought he wanted to have a male lead. No, he doesn't. He doesn't no. want that. He doesn't want that. So he then he start the next film he did, so, oddly enough, uh, that guy is an Abilene, and there is an Abilene in each of these uh, uh, upcoming films. I love the Abilene. And they're all brothers. Oh, because uh, I was going to ask. I'm like, are they all Charlies, basically, then? Is it like a code name or like uh, a, you no, know? No, no, they're explosion. actual brothers. Uh, <laughs> is it the same actor? No. Yeah. I think they're brothers because they didn't get the same actor at any time. Okay. Okay. But, but so so hard ticket, hard ticket to watch the second film, and this is when Andy Sedaris perfected it, perfected his his whole uh, process. It really is the best one, and that's when we meet Donna and Taryn. Donna, as we know, is already an agent, and she's a pilot, and she's so cool, and she's like you know. And then Taryn is in witness protection because she's kind of a criminal. So that's why, like at the end of all of these she's like but i'm still a civilian so she can get away oh. with taking things at the end because she's a civilian going to ask questions about that because yeah. i was so confused i'm like yeah. you're agents of why yeah. is- I don't, cause she, she acts like she works for these people for the next next two films after hard ticket to hawaii but i guess like she never did the paperwork i don't know how this works it's kind so of we have those two then we, yeah yeah and, <laughs> and, and then we have an abilene who uh they're just brothers and they're not really good at shooting stuff uh they, it just doesn't come up as much in savage beach as it does the previous two where the abilene brothers cannot shoot anything with accuracy smaller than a bazooka it's adorable. Smaller than a bazooka. Yeah, okay. yeah. Th- that size yeah. they can kind of aim. The rest they're not, and they're there to like um, let the ladies do their thing, which I like. Provide them with weapons, and yeah. here is your mission. And then they just wait, are loyally waiting. <laughs> yeah, the, this is this has the least active of the Abilene's, but that was never going to affect Donna and Taryn anyway because they know what they're doing. It's like a big sister, little sister. And yes, they do always have meetings in hot tubs. This isn't just a Savage Beach thing. They do their best planning and relax, relaxing naked in hot tubs. That's just what the Andy Sedaris verse is about. Consensual boobs. Cons- yeah. oh, consensual boobs. That's the best part. I'll, I'll, not to, I'll get I'll, too far ahead, but the, why I like particularly these early, why I like these early Andy Sedaris yeah, films let's is talk about them. Yeah, he, he, you can very much clearly see he's a man who knows what he likes. 
Yeah. You know, and I love it because his wife produced these all. So she's fully on board of like, listen, he likes he likes he likes boobs. He likes butts. He likes hot bods on the beach smashed together, but like in a Skinamax way. Classy. He also likes international intrigue. He loves planes and boats, sometimes remote controlled ones. And he likes everyone at the end in a dress or a tux and they're always having drinks and they always pair up pair off at the end and you know they have more sexy times they work hard and they play hard and it's all just so silly and you can't take it anything serious it's just it's like it's like putting barbies and kens together on the yeah, beach with guns 100 percent. that is what it is yeah. i think it's barbie and ken on the beach it's you know <laughs> the the back of a 16 year old's notebook yeah like, they're abilene yeah. enough Oh, boy. <laughs> yes. thank, thank you for allowing me. I have many yes. Andy Sedaris thoughts, and particularly again, Savage Beach is the last of the Donna and Taryn films. Uh, Donna's in a couple more, but I really feel like that was the goal. That's the golden age. I think um, I'll talk about the sequel later. But you know, yeah, these were uh, I think playmates, but they both they both had charm on screen, and like you you can yeah. tell their characters apart, which you can't always in later films. And they have like a nice, there's a chemistry. You get all these characters. They're fun. They're cute. They each have their thing. And I think that's really what it is, is that the, the lethal lady series, it, there is the chemistry there. There is kind of the, it, I'm not going to say the later ones turn into self parody, but they get a little bit more formulaic. You know, he, he, yeah. he, he plays the hits. It's like going to see the Rolling Stones this, yeah. this summer, you know? Yeah. Um, Whereas like, I want to hang out with Donna and Taryn. They look yeah. fun. Oh, also, their whole little gang there, that yeah. whole little group. I was oh like, oh, group. when they first do the drug bust. Floppy and, and like, patty cakes? I love them. Yeah, they just go in, seduce the men, yeah. and I absolutely lost my mind <laughs> when she, is it Donna, walks into the office and, like, shows oh my her God. badge. Like, yeah. there's my badge. And he's like, here's my shotgun. This is nonsense. It's so, so good. Oh, immediately from that point, I was like, I'm I'm hooked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I was going to ask if that's the moment you bought mm-hmm. in. What when- <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. I was like, you know, they're capable. <laughs> yeah, it's you immediately understand like what the writing level is going to be, right? Yeah, yep. That will be a lot of corny jokes. So it's like, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> We're all here to have a good time, everybody. <laughs> yep. Even if this one, um, literally, this is the most serious of the three Donna and Taryn films. This is the serious Sedaris where he's dealing with issues like war crimes and being stuck on an Island for 40 years. And I guess trauma in the most Sedaris way he can. That was an odd choice, but I can see him going, nah, nah, I gotta, I gotta do issues now, but also please hot tub, please, please. Yeah, it's Please. the fourth one. We have to say something, but we yeah, we're not going to get away from hot tub. We're not going to get away from the sexy sacks. We're not going to get away from the cornerstones the of your sacks. series. Yeah. The, the looking for any reason to take our clothes off. Yeah. Yeah. Like just when they were, I, I was laughing because I was like, okay, I'm understanding the pattern here. But when they were in the plane and then just had to take their clothes off, I was like, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then like, everything after that was not a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh well, they're in a plane flying it. Obviously, we're going to have it. A- oh no, there you go. They're in wet right. clothes. They have to like, get into dry auto? clothes. Yeah. I don't know much about planes, but and it, you know what? He probably knows more about that because it sounds like he just typed up the encyclopedia, like looked up what airplane, like airplanes and airplane, airplane words, and then just what yep, and just. <laughs> 
cut all those words in and just wrote a very long discussion, you know, like between the two of them in yeah. that plane. But I'm like, I don't think autopilot works like that. Like one of you needs to be steering the plane. Yeah. Just- Donna's that good a pilot. What I like about this film is it does that thing I kind of like in some action films where you have like a little mini action film. Like that beginning really has nothing to do to do with the movie but just show, showing you like oh these are these characters yeah. this is what they do and then the big plot which I, I like I like to be eased into the plot yeah. who are these people remind me again ah yes <laughs> or Not somebody like, is, is having you watch this for the first time and you have no idea who these girls are <laughs> it's, it's, it's the tone exactly yep because KP would you say you had a pretty good like you know you figured out Don and Taryn pretty quickly yeah between like the you know here's my badge and here's my shotgun and that whole bit and then <laughs> they're getting away and she's like you know I'm not just a pretty face and then she blows up yes! the truck like you yes! immediately between like those two things understand who Boom. they are <laughs> I love it. Um, I'm trying to think if I can kind of explain the main plot thing. I've, this is like maybe the third time I've seen this. So I'm just going to try to explain like the actual plot plot, like what's happening. And then maybe this will help. Because there's like an A plot, a B plot, a C plot, yeah. and a D plot, which is way more plots yeah. than this movie needs. And there's like, yeah, twist, double minutes. twist. Yeah. But, okay, so like the core of it is... So in World War II, yes, this goes back to World War II. <laughs> this is the part that is bonkers to me. Right. This is yeah, yeah. So gold was stolen from the Philippines at towards the end of the war. Like there is a contingent of, I think specifically it was like one Japanese general who was mm-hmm. like, we're going to take this gold. And I don't know if, his, if he was for him or for the country. Cause I think the idea was it was supposed to help fund the military post-war, but who knows with all the double crosses. Right. right. So we have this, idea. there's this gold. Right. And, um, you have uh, there's a there's a general dying on the bed. He's uh, saying that like I sent off the one soldier who's very gung ho and like believes in the system, and he and his, and and the other soldiers are going to take this gold and go back to Japan. But uh, instead, they get uh, just smashed up against one of these many thousands of little islands. Right. So then they have to live on this island and they've buried the this gold. So the biggest thing is now uh, people know about the gold and several parties know about the gold. And they're trying to find it in like this area. I think it's the Marshall Islands where it's just all these tiny little, little islands that aren't like really, uh, at least at the time, uh, known. Distinguishable. And- yeah. So you have like I th- American government. I'm trying to figure out if the military was trying to get it for themselves or what. We have like the uh, uh, R- Martinez who says that he is from the Philippines and he is a government official and he wants the U.S. government to help him get that gold back. Then you have uh, well, it turns out to be a CIA agent who tricks his way into being an army guy to be a part of this mission. Then you have what turns out that Martinez actually is a revolutionary with his hot girlfriend, Angelica, and they want that money with their mercenary friends, including Ali Young. We'll get into that. They're actually going to take that goal somewhere else. But then Donna and Taryn completely accidentally by taking medicine to these kids during a storm end up crashing on that, 
island too. The fairy so the, island. The fairy <laughs> island that everyone's been looking for. There's like a giant uh, discs, floppy disks full of information that are as part of it. Like they have to copy. Comically large. Yeah. Can I tell you how excited I got when I saw that? That yeah. five and like, a quarter oh, we gotta take disc. this we gotta out. Take and it's it. like, yeah. okay. So there's oh. crosses and crisscrosses and Martinez blows up a computer guy <laughs> who copied the floppies. Like that's awesome. how crisscrosses is. But and it's they all the end up on this world. island. Where he oh. says, have a blast. Was that have the guy? Yep. I was like, oh. No. He said, have a blast. And then he said, and as he's in the car saying, yes. you know, don't yes. spend it all in one piece. Please. And then he loudly cackles. Yeah. And I was like, Martinez, that doesn't even track, Not even buddy. the same. Not even the same. <laughs> but, <laughs> but he still did it just for himself because really? there was no one else there. Yeah. yeah, he needed to know. He needed yeah. that joy. He's, he's like, "Good job, buddy." Recounting Good job. it now, back to his girlfriend later. Like, yeah. you know what I like? I like revolutionaries who are also hot on revolution that they just can't stay away from each other. We'll oh, take no. this back yeah. to our brothers and sisters. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Between the that scene where they, baby. oh yeah, where they <gasps> literally cannot control themselves in the backseat of that car, oh, my God, the and, driver and looks- he's like this again. I yeah. just. <laughs> Can't afford a partition limo, you know, like Beyonce, like that song. No, can't afford that. Just misery. Just we, they're at it again. We were watching it, and and Kara looks up and goes, "Wait, are they in a taxi? Like, what's is that? Do they know that's, that driver?" I was like, "Indeed, they do know that driver." That's, right. just, that's how that's how strongly their belief. Well, Angelica's beliefs are at least. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 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 She she just is hot for the revolution, and as yeah. like everybody in this film has impeccable fashion taste. Uh, oh my god, her like Lita inspired outfit, and like the prototype for half of the women in professional wrestling these days. If you look, oh, yeah. it's the exact same outfit that like, <laughs> yeah. like, like the leather halter, yeah. the leggings, and then the crop jacket over, and then it has yeah. all the silver studs. Mwah, yeah. Mwah, mwah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's women's create a wrestler one. <laughs> oh, it was just... so so like that's like a chunk of the beginning is all the plot it takes to get us on the island. The island's the important part. Oh wait, wait, but I forgot. Okay, forgot. so so they, the 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 Japanese soldiers they crashed on the island, correct? But only one is still alive. 40, 50 years later, no, he's not a zombie. That's old age makeup. But it's still like a 20-year-old actor, maybe 30, in like crepe. But yeah. he's supposed to be the elderly soldier who has been stuck here. Well, and he's dealing with like his and he issues. he just walks around with his sword yeah. like this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And he had to kill so- like young soldiers once. That disillusioned him. And that's been weighing on him. The other two soldiers, they couldn't take it. One walked into the sea. The other took his own life. He has remained, hoping maybe someday he can have redemption. But only if events converge on this island. And what are the chances of that? So I was trying to piece together if this was like <laughs> a, a retelling of the, the soldier they found in the 70s that didn't know the war had ended because he was stranded on a beach somewhere. Oh. I, I feel like, do you guys, do, do you know the story? Well, I've, I've always heard of it as like a legend. I don't know. Yeah. I had never heard of it as an actual thing. Just so, something that has been in B movies before. Yeah, it it was a guy, and they found him in 1974 on a, a island off Indonesia, and he didn't realize the war had ended, and it was 1974. Oh so, God, that's horrific. So I'm wondering. Years later. Thirty yeah. years later. 
So it feels like that's kind of the story they're kind of pulling from. Yeah. Is that he just got stranded and had no idea. And then he, but the, the crepe makeup isn't helped by the fact that he puts the war paint on and then ends up looking like a Romero zombie. Yeah, it's it's just so weird. I think the first time I watched it, I thought like, oh, is he sick? Oh no, I think he's just he's just supposed to be older. He's yeah, just supposed to be yeah. older. The hair it doesn't really like it's not salt no. and pepper, and then the cheapest clothes. Oh, it's yeah. The hair I, reminded me of they had that hair change stuff that was just a spray for Halloween. Yeah. It's That's like exactly. you know, it's stiff as hell. Yeah, it's <laughs> yep. hairspray with baby powder in it. Yeah. Yeah. So look at he's given his performance. Like when he when he's allowed, when, he, when his 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 dying moment is beautiful. Yeah, he, we get a whole monologue. Yeah. Not to short his performance, I think he was yeah. maybe the best performance in the movie. Yeah. I mean, not, he had not to be the pathos. Yeah. Not not to shortchange our leads, but no, 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 no. So they're all on the island through various means. Uh, Don and Taryn uh, crash. crash uh, the um, American military and the uh, and Martinez still still lying and saying he's from the government. Uh, on a, Are I all think looking for the they, gold. They fly too, and then there's a boat full of the uh, with Angelica and the uh, mercenaries. Well, obviously you can trust. Don't yep. have to worry about trusting mercenaries. Right. Those two guys killed me. Uh, when they were just roundhouse kicking nonstop uh, in that hotel fight scene where it was just a roundhouse kiss, kick, a roundhouse kick, a roundhouse kick. I'm like, oh, well, what sick. I loved is so one of those guys is Al Young, who is a known yeah. uh, kid, right? So I'm like, listen, say you're in, you're in your hotel room, right? And room service shows up, and that guy's one of the room service guys with that ponytail. You tell me you're not suspicious. Come what on. One of the coolest heavies from eighties and nineties action movies. Because yeah. he just exudes like, oh, this guy's this guy's about to fuck some shit up. And that's just a natural <laughs> like st- st- style he has, and they use it so well. So I'm like, these security guys not so good. They deserved all the roundhouse kicks, every single one of them. Everyone. My brain, when I was when I had it on, I I didn't see that he was going to grab like a baton. I was like, mm. is he going to grab a banana to attack them? Because. <laughs> The food also just that was really funny. It was like bananas, apples, oranges, and Budweiser. I just, I didn't even notice. That's great because that it was probably it. from the table yeah. offset. That's the crazy <laughs> table. Just like, let's just doctor this up a little bit. I'm like, what yeah. is happening? Basically, when you run out of bricks, you put the Budweiser there. That's usually yeah, how it and it's like sprinkled in like a like somebody really tried to yeah. like put the bouquet, you know, like do some real Make good work it. there presentation. <laughs> I like that it speaks a lot of the set. Look, yeah. we had fruit and Budweiser. Have fun. I'm here to tell you, if anybody wants to get me an edible arrangement of apple, oranges, <laughs> bananas, and bud, I, I will happily take it. <laughs> oh, God. No, I just, it was so, like, when, like, a fourth level character, you have some great character actors, you're, you're in for a good time, you know? Yeah, I just, I just, I just love it. And then, so, like, so that last part of the film is just, like, who, who, who's has the, uh, like, uh, the head of the, like, not head, but like, who's it, like, who's got the gun? Who's being tied up? Oh no, now I flipped it on you. Oh no, well, that's great or, stuff. Uh... That was really Her name was thing. Angelica. Angelica. Rip. Oh, yeah. oh my God. That, Down like, in a blaze talking? of glory. Oh, oh, she's like, I've come. And then Martinez is like, ha ha. Stupid American military. This is me and my revolutionary babe. And we're about to. And they, they, they embrace. But guess what? Turns out you can't trust mercenaries. 
And they shoot her in the back as Martinez holds her, cradling her body. Ba-bam! Oh! I feel oh. like they were in a completely different movie. Like, I know we were saying plot A, B, and yeah. C, yeah. but, like, this is very, like, um, oh. Donna and Taryn feels a little bit like Big Trouble in Little China. Not hmm. that they are, yes. you know, that level of doofuses, because they're oh, they're yeah. much more capable than that, but it's just like they have completely stumbled into this completely Other different thing. movie. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, we like fun in the sun, and they're like these revolutionaries <laughs> yeah, fighting yeah. for their country. Yeah, there's decades old like uh, <laughs> war crime shit. There's revolutionaries and crisscross, and they're like, hey, we just brought like some meds to some kids, and then we were going to go back to the hot tub. <laughs> oh, yeah, they were like, we're just, and like, they're so good humored about crashing on that like island. They're oh, just they're like, fine. When, she, when she's getting the coconut, and they're like, dinner. <laughs> the kid, uh, snorkeling gear. They basically were spear fish and fish on the first night. They were ready. They were like, they'll about find that us chicken, eventually. But other than that. Oh yeah, that was that was rough. Yeah. <laughs> that just cracked oh. me up. <laughs> oh, so that was great. So it's like, oh, this tragic moment. And then I can't tell. Here's the thing. This is a good question. Do you think he was always going to double cross? Or once Angelica was dead, he's like, I have no more beliefs. Now the gold is for me. I think he was always going to double cross. That's where I'm at with it. I, I think oh, it was no. really like but Angelica. Was a true the believer. mustache and the thick hair just right. had villain it's all the, over him. Uh, yeah. right. Unfortunately. <laughs> so, so, so I said at that point, okay, so you have the military is going off. You have uh, Martinez is like, I got the gold. You have the mercenaries so like, this is mine. You have Donna Taran, like, oh my God. And then you have the warrior who uh, is for some reason very interested in Taran. They lay. I'll, I'll give the movie this. They 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 mention. Taryn says as they're like in the plane. Yep. Her her and Donna like, oh yeah, my grandfather was lost, uh, in the in the Pacific during World War Two. Right now, I don't. Do you think that soldier that the word killed is supposed to be your grandfather? I appreciate that they didn't try to tighten it too much. Yeah, because I was like, is it because she well, has great focus, eyes? Yeah, because they like focus in on the eyes, <laughs> yeah. and then he looks at the picture. Yeah, because he's basically like this, the, the the what's given is like, oh, he decides he's going to help Taryn because of those eyes, because he can't kill those eyes again, you know, which is fascinating. It's like killing uh, no more Americans, it's too yeah. much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if he had if he had brown eyes, gone. Her but hair. luckily, she had those like gray blue eyes. So right, if genetics, if the reception <laughs> gene had not won out, <laughs> 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 blue eyed is good it. shit. I guess another win well, for the Punnett squares. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that was that was like, an interesting like extra little like Layer. that's the only reason why together. he's helping Donna and Taryn. Yeah. 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 Though I, I love this. So at one point, Don and Taryn are tied up, right? And you're like, oh no, it's going to happen. So that's when the warrior comes and he's going to cut Taryn's like ropes. Donna's already got her hands free with a gun. <laughs> I like that the movie's like even showing that he's helping. They didn't need it. Didn't Donna need had it. it well in hand, <laughs> but but she let Taryn and the warrior have a moment. Yeah. He's like, yeah. why didn't you shoot him? Well, I just oh. wanted to see how it went. Or when what? he pops up to when the is Bruce is like trying to lay it on thick with her, and oh. he's like, oh, oh my like, god, the like, we can be friends. friends. <laughs> yeah, she's like, we can be friends. And then the warrior just shows up, and he, she, he's oh. like, who is Inst- that? Inst- <laughs> I love Terrence. Yeah, Terrence sees this guy, this like military guy who turns out to be CIA, and she's already like, I mean, like, 
He's pretty hot. Like maybe late. Like I love it. But I yeah, I love when the word shows up and it's like, not with my daughter. That energy. I was like, oh my God. They've known each other for two days. And already. <laughs> and she's like, that's my guy. I'm like, that's yeah, right. She literally, that's my guy. Like yeah. she's fine with it. She's like, you know what? I'm pretty safe on this island right now. I don't know about the rest yeah. of you. This is <laughs> this is what's amazing about the two of them is they they know like there's nothing that's gonna touch them. So they're yeah. just kind of traipsing through like it's mercenary yeah. land. Like it, yeah. it's just the world's most fun theme park. Yep. Yeah, it was good. Oh god. So yeah, so you have them, they, they meet up with the military guys and they kind of like come to a detente because they're like, hey, we're DEA agents anyway so what are you doing here yeah. <laughs> yeah. they make plans to like get to yeah. business and then have you know some after hour stuff well, afterwards you know of like, course Okay, Karen, li- little sister energy all the way. Okay, but when we're done, he's cute. Okay, Donna? And yeah. I just think, yeah, <laughs> which I love. Um, oh, okay, so Martinez goes back for the gold, which has been buried in a box, yeah. right? I love that right. they show that it's heavy. Yeah. Like it, you, yeah. it reminds you it's- of the, how much weight those bars would be. And see, he's trying to escape. Then the one of the mercenaries shows up. Mm-hmm. Not El- then- you know, It's the other guy. Yes, yeah, oh, the other guy, because we're not wasting Ali Young yet, please. Right. Because right? then, like, Taryn takes care of him, but then she has the crossbow with what we've been told is an explosive tip arrow. That's right. Right? Because she, Taryn and explosions go together, and it's been set up. Thank you, movie. So she's, like, pointing it at Martinez, and there, she shoots off one and, like, shoots off at a, uh, at a coconut tree, just to let us know it works. But mm-hmm. he's like, oh, no, I've got, so she's trying to recharge, like, like reset the arrow. He's he taking the, the goal, and he's going to this, like, rowboat, and then we see, oh, no, he tips over a gas can. He doesn't see it at first. So he's putting everything and she's reloading it. And glug, 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 glug. He gets off into the water. And one of my favorite double takes ever, she shoots the arrow and it hits. He looks down, looks up, goes, oh shit, gay. Like his eyes go, oh, no, he goes, boom. <laughs> and it blows up. <laughs> it was perfect. It was like, and they really do set it up because at the beginning when yeah. he's was Abilene's explaining each of the yeah, weapons, exactly. he's like, Donna, you get the overpowered gun. Yeah, she's like, and then she gets a baby crossbow, <laughs> but it's only one at a time, yeah. and then you have three seconds before it explodes. Yes, so it lets that beat breathe yeah. a little bit yeah. there. And yeah, I the think movie that's tells why we us. get the double take. I think that's why yeah. we get the double take is it's so yeah. rare to get the double check off. <laughs> even he registers. It's like, oh, it's the crossbow bolt and the gas. Oh, shit. Yeah, Yeah. no, this is going to be a problem. So, of course, Martinez is dead and we'll never see him again. So we don't have to worry about this. Nope. Never, ever. Never, ever again. again. Never. But we still have the the one, the the one top mercenary. And we still have, uh, you know, we have the warriors out there and Don and Taryn are out there. And we have like a final confrontation. So I'm like, how how, how is this going to go? Yeah. Is how it goes. (laughs) Absolutely. Because <laughs> as this fight's going on, all of a sudden, thunk. Um, machete? <laughs> Is it yeah. supposed to be a sword? I forget. Through, no, sword, I think through was, the henchman's yeah. back, out, like, oh. Uh. Oh, was that the one that he had on his the yeah, back of his shirt? Yeah, the on the back that he, yeah. 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 Because I thought, he, oh, he's going to fight. Oh, no, he just chucks it because he's like, oh, no, you're not getting near my girl. Yeah, he lost no. like a wand. <laughs> But that, but that's um, that's after he uh, because he he gets up at him, right? Right. 
Right. Well, so then like, he gets stealth his... was not his strong suit, no. yeah. right? Because well, he literally just is is that where he just starts running at him? Yes. Like yes. just out in the open. Yep. Just uh-huh. ready and go. And then what they hurry each other. He gets, yeah, because right? he gets his throat cut. Like he right. he is but not so bad that he can't gently lay his head on Taryn's lap and then give us about a five minute breakdown of what happened in Japanese, which thank God, what do the American military can translate? Yeah. It worked out well for all of us. Yeah. So we yep. get, that's when we get the backstory of like when I was here with the two other soldiers, we killed these like two, I, I the assumption is American soldiers who washed up, but they felt guilty because they were still all in there. Like all for the, uh, this is all for the cause. Yeah. yeah, but then that's why he has been weighed down by guilt. But now he's been able to put that down because of Taryn. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and I was like, oh, look at this! But like, literally, it's a good performance, and yeah. and the actress who plays Taryn is like kind of giving it. Like she's kind of like losing. I thought, like, wow, it's a little yeah, bit, I, of, little, I, little bit I, of emotion. I feel like he raised Taryn's game in that. Like it was yeah. all because yeah, it was it was really for this movie, very artfully done. Yeah, I feel like we have to add for this movie in front of everything, but yes. You don't (laughs) don't often see performances like this in movies where 30% of the movie is topless women. So, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I was like, oh, he was very much, I think, Sidera stretching a little and trying to tell an emotional story while also still ending with everyone in like dresses and suits with drinks in their hand. Yeah. Talking about. Well, Where did that goals go? We were missing some of exactly. it. Exactly. I'm a civilian. <laughs> According so, to maritime yeah. law, she's studying on the side. Oh, she yeah. knows. She knows. Her, <laughs> yeah. She does it. And I know hard to get to Hawaii. There's diamonds, and some of them go missing. I'm a civilian. Oh, like the same the, beat. Uh-huh. Oh, and then we can't forget the part though. So then Bruce, the CIA agent, right? Because oh, yes. is it the naval like officer plans to steal the gold? And yep. so, like, Bruce is there to literally stop him from stealing it. Yeah. But then is literally dating Taryn. And 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 then Bruce and then the uh, the guy, are they're all there and they're all going to dance. Yeah. Why not? He's going to hang out with, with Rocky and Patty <laughs> Case. Well, I didn't get that gold, but uh, hey, ladies. like <laughs> Yeah. I'll, that, that's I'll the, the energy. silver the metal, end. wink. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, that whole part where Abelina and Donna are talking about the weapons and it's just one innuendo after another. Uh, I just uh, <laughs> so uh, good. So good. J- James Bond who what what a wuss. Listen, oh be serious about this. Yeah. <laughs> what about the part and I guess more innuendos when Abilene like gets the call and she's like, Oh, are you gonna put it on? He's like, I'm sorry, we have to I have to go. And she's, Oh, you're gonna put it on ice? He's like, use it or lose it. I just (laughs) (laughs) it's like 25% of every conversation in this movie. (laughs) Yeah. I love that it's that's crazy. the intro to Abilene too. That's that's his first yeah, five minutes that sums of the movie. It up. Just, yeah, like, yeah. just gorgeous hair and then his Look little it. aviators. Yeah. The, the the Abilenes are are just are just like a, a proud family of himbos. And again, as a compliment, as a yeah. compliment, they know what their strengths are and they a use them. Of himbos. <laughs> it's like ever ever every like all the sons. You think one? No, all of them. No, they're all dopes. <laughs> all total dopes. Uh, but like sweet i'm like oh you feel you know oh good i'll come back later and take care of you honey that's what the abilities are i'm gonna go kick some ass you stay here i'll be back 
You be you pretty at home. Yeah. I'll be yeah. home yeah. bacon. <laughs> and the movies look, look are like, absolutely. Cool weapon. Yeah. 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 And- Andy Sedaris loves a strong woman. If nothing else in these films, yeah. he loves a lady with like a gun and determination. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Um, one thing this movie does not have that is in most uh, Andy Sedaris films is there's not one remote control vehicle. And it's so disappointing. Yeah. Although now there's a model plane that they filmed, but it's supposed right. to be a real plane. That's, so yeah. that doesn't count. That that counts against the the stock footage and, and model plane uh, obsession that, that comes so up for, in the Sedaris movies too. Like model, like is his? Are they small? Or uh, like, does he like from a spy perspective? That's why I'm asking. Is uh, it like a? They're, they're a like model. used as like uh, RC planes have been used as weapons. He's had vehicles take an explosive. They just come right. up a lot in his films okay. as a tool that the lethal ladies have to you know do their thing. <laughs> Okay. A lot. Like because they come again. up a lot. Yeah. Oh, like again. they they will use them more than once in a movie. Yeah, he's got them. Yeah. 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 Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I'm just like picking, uh, picturing them like going places to uh, the, for the mission prep. What <laughs> RC vehicles are we going to need <laughs> yeah. potentially? Okay, let's go to the warehouse. Planes. Yeah. yeah. A jeep. What, you know. Warehouse looks like the old parts. Radio Shack at Christmas. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, oh, and then so the one thing I was I was worried about when like the movie started, if there wasn't a theme song, right? Hard to right. Get, ticket to Hawaii. One starts with an awesome uh, credit sequence where it's like all the um, the boxes and crates in this warehouse have the names like ha- have the credits like on them, like stenciled. Gorgeous, and it has a kick-ass banger. Hard ticket to Hawaii. Hawaii. So I was worried. Yeah, it turns right. out there is a theme song. This is just more at the end. <laughs> you did catch it in the trailer at the beginning they, they yeah. played that in the, the, the trailer yeah because it's about like uh it doesn't say savage beach but it's like no. return to something yeah, i was like okay they're being a little more casual but I, yeah. I like a good theme song that talks about the movie explain the yeah. movie to me theme song and it's that nice <laughs> late 80s power pop rock yeah, yeah. you know so you know it's great in Return to Savage Beach, there is a theme song in the beginning done straight right up the, Bond style. Right out the gate. Right um, out the gate. He knew. He knew. Yeah. It's so the one much, thing he missed in this one. So how much <laughs> later was Return to Savage Beach? Okay. Savage Beach so is 1989. Uh, Return to Savage Beach is 1998. So yeah. oh, those are like different times. Like a, it is. <laughs> like, um, totally should should I explain it? Please do. Yeah, please tell me yeah. more. So, also, what's interesting here is this shows the difference between like early Sedaris and later Sedaris. One Donna is also gone, so Donna and Taryn are gone. It's sad. This movie is fine, but it's too many characters, and they're all the same. Mm. Like, like all the ladies are basically the same lady with different hairstyles. All the dudes are the same dude, but with different hairstyles. And there's too many of them. There's like two couples plus the the head of it, who's Julie Strain who uh, people from the nineties and the internet might remember. Um, yep. And then, but she right. also has like a villain who, from the, fr- the the movie before this, who comes back and they're also a couple. Cause of course. Right. So, so there's did, just, there's, yeah. Did this come out around the same time as heavy metal too? Cause that was the other big Julie oh. strain late nineties. Well, do you want to hear something fun situation? Yeah. Tell me. Okay. Do you know who she was married to at this time of this movie? I do, but please share. Kevin Eastman, the co-creator of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Do you know who's in this movie a little bit? Is it Kevin, Kevin Eastman? Kevin Eastman, co-creator of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Amazing. As a character called, what's his name? DJ Cat? 
Awesome. <laughs> he said, I, awesome. I'll be in this movie, but yeah. I must pick my own name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think they just went to Hawaii and hung out a bit, though she was in a couple of the movies. So it's a little different now. So now they're using the lethal ladies. So it's like more of a controlled government agency. Julie Strain's kind of like the head of it, though being the head of it mostly involves drinking cocktails and taking phone calls in Hawaii. Right. But it also takes place in Texas and uh, like Beverly Hills, so you don't have the same like tropical aesthetic the whole time. But this is the most important part. Martinez is alive with a oh. fan of the half mask. No. It's the same oh, actor. Okay. He's been in a couple of the films. Uh, his name is, uh, well, his name here is Rodrigo Martinez, and the actor's name is like uh, Rodrigo Oberon. So it's at that level. But he's here he, and he's back. He's always, the, is he not always Rodrigo in these movies? I think so. I think Martin. I don't even know if they say Martinez's like first name in that film, but I think they credit him as Rodrigo. Well, the guy I, that was Bruce in Savage Beach, he's been his in name a couple. Is Bruce, but his name is Bruce. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. So I mean, that makes sense. Maybe it's, <laughs> it's just easier yeah. that way. Yeah. yeah. I'm, so, I'm looking at this. I didn't realize Buff Bagwell was in it. Is, is he? Is he oh, the the bad oh, guy yeah. turned good guy wrestler looking dude with the short hair? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Hey, do you want to see him in a sex scene with Julie Strain? I sure do. Under a waterfall? Because you're going to see it under a waterfall. Is there a saxophone? No. Here's so. Here's the thing. This is this. This breaks my heart to say about it. Andy Sedaris film. By the time we're we're returned to Savage Beach, it's like the sex scenes are too many. Again, this is going to sound weird for a Sedaris film, but they feel at this point like rote. Like okay, so each of the couples have to have at least two. Oh, sex yeah, scenes we and they're two. kind of boring yeah. instead of just like it sounds weird but early Sedaris like it's almost it's not part of the story but it feels it's part of the flow no no right. they gotta get they're gonna have some fun and then they're gonna go on a mission where this feels like he, like it started with those scenes and then he tried to build a plot around it and it just stops uh, the movie every time which like, is just it, sad it looks like it was made for Cinemax so maybe that speaks to it, it. It might be. And I think that might be also that it loses some of that aesthetic. Yeah. Like it doesn't have that kind of like, there's almost like a gauzy tropical Hawaiian-ness to mm-hmm. some of his early films where this one has kind of a harsher lighting. And again, some of it is in like Beverly Hills, Los Angeles. And some of it's in Texas, which just feels wrong. That's but, true. Um, yeah. 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 So it's just, I mean, it's fine. They do mention Donna and Taryn several times as if to bring them back and in a fun nod when they're all in the office there is what has to be the actual shooting model of their plane just hanging on the ceiling and they're like oh yeah that's in honor of Donna and Taryn (laughs) they don't explain why they would have a small version of that cargo plane but I think it was probably in a warehouse somewhere and they put it on there why not hang it up what are you gonna do you gotta make sure the Molokai Express is in there and for the one and for the twist okay so Martinez right they're like, okay. And they all converge, all three ladies, three guys, maybe somebody else. There's too many characters. Anyway. Yeah, it's a lot. They all the gang's all here. Yeah, <laughs> they all converge at the hotel. And at first he's like, no, um, I, uh, once I was, I, 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 yes, I was blown up. But uh, I was able to stay on the beach and 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 I, I nursed myself back to health and I fixed the plane and I flew home and I realized the error of my ways. And I decided what I really want to do is there's apparently more gold there in the exact same box with the flag, which is weird. But anyway, he's like, I need to go find it and just give it back to, to the Philippines. And now instead of a big floppy disk, there's disk sets, but it's the same deal. It's great. <laughs> it's great. But he's like, I have to. 
But it turns out they just updated the technology. They're like, we don't believe you. Wait a second. They ran his, it's like someone went and ran his prints and they come back and they start like ripping off this little tag on his neck. It turns out it's an elaborate latex mask. And instead it was his nephew, Carlos, who we've never met and never seen. And apparently had several sex scenes where he was wearing this latex mask the entire time. If we're following the story, triple twist. At the very end, when they're all in their dresses and they're all drinking their drinks and excited, the real Martina shows up. He did live. No. But he has a little <laughs> of the mask. No. Yeah. The best part is the nephew tells the whole story of like what happened on Savage Beach. Except for he's the nephew, not Martinez. So I don't know how he knows and so can show wouldn't... scenes from the previous film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Including like, when he's he holding the old bars, when, is... when Angelica's dead. Yeah. Like he tells it like it happened to him. Why would you tell your your anyway? Well, anyway, Martinez the, the, is dead, alive, dead, but also alive. There's ten years in between. He just went and rented it. Yeah, <laughs> just went down to Blockbuster. He's like, you gotta so, you gotta hear about this crazy yeah, movie that I, I saw. I think Martinez is a good guy at the end. Who knows? We'll never anyway, know. this is the story of Return to Savage Beach, everybody. Thank best, you. Best not to ask a lot of questions, it sounds like. Yeah, it's turned, it just turned, doesn't have the same fun. Turned out to be Sedaris's last film. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, just, it's, I mean, like, it's not crap. It's just like, once no. I watched Savage Beach, and then I watched this right after, and that difference is, is pretty stark. It sounds like of what, plus 10 years of making our, all of his films just very similar. More or less, yeah. Like, yeah. and it's, it's, you know, yeah. I guess unless you grow with the times too. I mean, yeah. that, like, I guess as you get like late into the mid to late nineties, right? That just yeah. kind of falls out of fashion. It just it it feels so nineties, and it huh. is hard for me to verbalize why it feels so like early nineties. Just like I mean, again, the aesthetics, the fashion, it gets a little like harsher. Again, not yeah. it's a Daris film, so it's not mean. But it no. doesn't have that goofiness. Because there's I think not a pun. Doing, I don't think there's any puns in this one. No, they're they're doing. I mean, if you look at the time frame, Sedaris movies are just on regular TV, and David Hasselhoff is in them. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So there's really yeah, no, yeah, no differentiation except for the amount of clothing worn. Ooh, and, the and thing to blame Baywatch yeah, for. Like, yeah, I was going to say, I'm like, when was Baywatch? It was like mid to late 90s, right? Yeah. Right in that wheelhouse. It was like 96 to 2000 or somewhere in that ballpark, I want to say. You, you all can thank Andy Sedaris for I paving mean, the way for Baywatch. If, if we're being honest, yeah. And, I mean, yeah. Andy Sedaris is the, the building block that Baywatch came off yeah. of. If you watch, I mean, if you watch Baywatch, what night? There's not much difference between that and a Sedaris movie. <laughs> <laughs> Baywatch nights. <laughs> they added supernatural stuff. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. It's the haunted. It's the AU yeah. apparently of Baywatch. They're yeah, so, like the Scooby yeah. Gang apparently. But it's still I Hasselhoff in his character. It's just like he's also a, like a, a PI who's he's a PI. Uh, yeah, yeah. But the, it, so like vampires exist at night in Baywatch. <laughs> 
So does he believe it's real? I have so many questions. In universe, yeah. So there are real vampires, but initially it was supposed to be so Baywatch Nights. This is often wait. This is real. This was a thing that existed. So it like ran for two seasons, and at first I want to say the first season was more on the level like Mitch Buchanan is a private eye and he's trying to investigate. It's basically like he tried to do Miami Vice's Baywatch, but it didn't stick. So it evolved into Mitch Buchanan is Kolchak the Night Stalker. Yeah, X Files happened. Is what happened. He couldn't do Magna PI, so he tried to pivot to, to X Files. Okay. <laughs> I was like, this already exists. It's called Forever Night. It's Canadian. Right. Wow. But I mean, Baywatch Night's sexier than Forever Night. Uh, okay, I guess we're just gonna have to fight because I don't think either are sexy. <laughs> no. <laughs> One's more fun. Well, uh, yeah. It, it, I think it goes back to which is like, I, I guess if this is part of it, like, if you like this watch type yeah. thing, like that segment. And for me, it was like that, that DOA dead or alive movie that we talked about many, many, many moons ago where it, that yes, movie doesn't yes. have the nudity, but it has that feeling of like trying to be sexy. And it's just not right. like it, it kind of gets to that point where it's, it's like, a, yes. <laughs> it's exactly that. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it is one hundred percent that, and and Sedaris movies kind of hit that point too, where they're, it is like like I said at the beginning, it is the fifteen year old ideal of what's, yeah, what the, the sexy thing would be. It's explosions yeah. and yeah, it you is. Know. You know, that's an interesting way to put it because like especially as early films, there are there's sex in it, but I wouldn't call them sexy. It, no. It's just like oh ha ha ha, you know, look at them. Like playing with the Ken and Barbie doll. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. In an adorable way. I'm like, oh, I want them, I want them happy. Yeah. They're, 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 Donna did so much. If, if 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 she needs an Abilene every movie, she deserves an Abilene. As many as she wants. Yeah, all she the is movies so where... busy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. No. Go ahead. Take as many <laughs> as you want. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Donna single-handedly keeping this part of the world safe. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A salute. salute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh God. Oh, so I say I and I think they basically have Donna and Taryn basically have the same uniform for all the films. And it's the khaki vest, the short khaki shorts, and then those like little kicky white boots. The little cowboy boots. They're new boots. I love cowboy cowboy boots that took me out because I could (laughs) understand, right? Like the, um, like the sexification of the little, you know, brown the tan outfit i yeah, i right. got that yeah. but when i saw her running away it didn't hit me until like they were running in the jungle with the yeah. tan boots the tan cowboy boots that i was i did a double take i especially after they'd taken their compacts out and did like camouflage makeup but they're oh, yeah, just blonde slowly. with the khaki and the white booties running around nails done yeah ready to yeah. go Pretty you pale. <laughs> they shone in that island. Like they against all the green, they're pretty visible. This is a good point. You would think the folks that spend that much time hanging out on the beach in hot tubs and all that, <laughs> drinking cocktails, would have some sort of more than deathly pallor. But yeah, no, they're 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 practicing tasty. safe, son. I mean, yeah, good yeah. for them. <laughs> they just, it was mainly for the face. Yeah. In 1988, that is shocking. Yeah, because truly. In 1988, most folks <laughs> look like leather handbags. 
<laughs> everybody you know, was made out of alligators. You know what's you know what's nuts is they had a plan how they were going to handle that island, and there was not a hot tub on there. I don't know how they were able to focus because they had the beach. They had beach the front. ocean. Right. Ah, the beach. Right. I don't see. Yeah. I think beach energy that's cool and refreshing. The hot tub is warm, like the womb. That's why <laughs> you can think. <laughs> It on takes you back day. to the universal mind. That's what I'm assuming is happening, right? <laughs> hot day in the tropics, you go in there right at sundown, that, that water is going to be pretty toasty warm. We have to agree to disagree. I, I am full on the hot tub meeting, Boar. Like, I, I I've mean, been convinced yeah. by these movies. They were on vacation mode, it felt like, when they got right. there. <laughs> <laughs> the hot tub is for business meetings and you know, the beach is for their off just, time. Okay, here's the thing. I just wanted one scene where they dug a hot tub just so they could like have a think. That would have been amazing. <laughs> Warming Let's up little tin cups of heat of water, dumping it in. <laughs> we gotta put our heads together. Get the yeah. kettle out. <laughs> <laughs> Turning the coconut into a kettle. That's the real sequel that we that got was stolen from us. God, I want that. <laughs> anyway, like that's Savage Beach. Y'all can watch Beach. it. It is the third best of these films, and it's a blast. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited to watch the other ones. Yeah. yeah. At some point, someday, I think we're going to try to do one of these as an in-person screening screening with Anomaly. I don't know when. Yes. I don't know which. Yes. I, I do know which. I'm not going to lie. I do know yeah, which. We know which. But I don't know we, when. <laughs> There's only one choice. <laughs> it's true. I mean, we can keep it a secret still, but. <laughs> All I'm going to say is it's going to be a hard ticket to get. Uh, <laughs> Uh, 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 slick pun, a Sider, early Sedaris level wordplay. Yeah. That's it. If Yay. anybody can do it, it's going to be me. I don't have to build, but I got the puns. Um, yeah, so that that is Savage Beach. Return to Savage Beach. Uh, I do want to take a moment to thank Megan for all of her hard work as huh. one of the most renowned Sedaris. Um, <laughs> what? Why are you? Don't well, like. I know some things, but I, I I just I just feel I haven't earned like my okay. Sedaris knighthood yet. Okay. Out of the three of us on this on this <laughs> podcast right now, which one of us was accredited by Agfa as the full quote for Savage Beat? <laughs> okay, you have to tell the story because a week ago I did not know this existed. <laughs> oh, here, this is what happened. So I'm watching this movie the other night. And like I usually do, I try to do some research while I'm doing it because I like to multitask a little bit, right? Who doesn't? Um so what what happened was I started Googling, did, did my Googling, and um, I pulled this up. And if you're on the, the Twitch, you'll see it. This is the uh, Savage Beach uh, blurb on AGFA, the American Genre Film Archives website. Uh, <laughs> and the first line under Andy Sedaris, USA, 1989, <laughs> Malibu Films, um, quote, once everyone gets on that savage beach, comma, stuff gets acceptably over the top and blown up, end quote. And that is from Megan Murphy on Letterboxd. <laughs> <laughs> so I get I get a text with a screenshot, basically, and that's like, this you? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. I had to go to my Letterboxd. <laughs> and look it up because it sounds like me. I had no memory of that. Turns out it, it is me. I in my head, 
135% knew that it was Meg. <laughs> so was I took a screenshot of just that blurb and sent it to her. I was like, yo, was this you? She's like, I don't know. And she looked like, yeah, that is me. Where'd you yeah. find that? And then I took the full screenshot that yeah. I put in our, our anomaly Slack where it's that screen that I just showed everybody. Yeah. Where it's It was a great team. reveal. The first yeah. name under Andy Sedaris's is Megan's. <laughs> Yep. I would so be lying we, if I said I wasn't very proud of this. <laughs> we, <laughs> all are. we all yeah. are. Uh, yeah. So so none none other than than Sedaris <laughs> expert, I'm gonna say. Um, um, I'll, I'll say I'm um Sedaris quotable. I will go with that. Okay. okay. <laughs> we'll go with that. <laughs> I just I this is a heavy burden. I just feel like I feel like I have much more research to do. <laughs> You know, it can be the start of the journey. Some people, yeah. sleep, some people sleepwalk, others letterbox. Good, good call, Salador. Thank you, Salador. Um, I mean, I I don't remember how I was when I wrote that that quote. Who <laughs> no, I probably just watched the film, so I was all sedarist. Yeah, I mean, it's probably a lot like when we do this show. Like, I, have you had the experience where somebody comes up to you? I, thank you for listening. By the way, this is going to sound really ignorant, but. Um, I'll, I'll I'll put a caveat out there, but somebody will come up to you and go, "Hey, do you? Do you I was listening to the podcast and and you said this thing," and I look at him like a dog looks at a ceiling fan because I don't remember at all what I've said on this <laughs> this or any podcast I do. The moment I hit stop, it's gone from my. Do you remember what you had for breakfast this morning? Because. You know what I mean? That's that's the energy. <laughs> yeah. And also it's like we do this and we come prepared and we do our homework, but it's also just like having a conversation with your friend yeah. and it's recorded. Right. So exactly. it's like, yes, we had a lovely conversation. I don't remember anything I yeah. said. Yeah. <laughs> I sure said some stuff. I know for sure I said some stuff. Yeah. So. <laughs> Look at so. the joy this movie brings people. Like so, yeah, I take- feel like I've been on a vacation. <laughs> Exactly. Take that as an apology from any of us when you come up to us and say, hey, I, I really like that thing you said when you said this. We're like, oh, thanks. I probably didn't remember saying it, but I appreciate yeah. that you enjoyed it. Listen, <laughs> I've watched multiple Sedaris films. There, a chunk of my yeah, brain just it, has that now. I can't process other stuff. That, Yeah, that that's yeah. the other piece of it is that we're, we're here because we have severe brain rot from watching some really astonishing movies. <laughs> Just hot tubs, and then people so, cutting off arms and beating guys to death yeah. with it. You know, that's exactly. just what the brain is now. <laughs> if you picture our brains, it's a lot like that foam at the top of a hot tub is what ends up happening in there most of the time. <laughs> it's, it's just uh, just genre movie cappuccino up there. Yep. Oh, ooh, genre genre movie cappuccino. Is that to add to cosmic gumbo? Yeah, because you got to have something uh, what, to drink with it. That, that add to, always have a dev. So. <laughs> Is it time for recommendations? I mean, I, I, I never want to leave Sedaris world, but let's head into that. Let, let's talk yeah. about if you enjoyed Savage Beach, uh, what other recommendations do we have? Or did we want to talk about recommendations for things you might like to see down the road, like stuff we've been watching? Which one do you want to do? Oh. Well, how about this? How about like I, I can do a recommendation, but also just what I've been watching in general. What have what have Let's we been uh, reading, listening? Yeah. I know KP can get us out of the Sedaris hole, and and, oh. and I'm hoping because I do need a rope to get out of here at some point. Oh, oh like okay. So we if forgot. we're talking, any, any yeah, fan fiction before we move on? Unfortunately, oh, no. But how about it? But I mean, no. the man created an entire universe on his own, oh, so I right. feel like the he did the work in this case. 
damn it, I wish I had found this younger because I feel like I could have done an entire series of just like Donna and Taryn. Like the Avengers, Avengers. kind of like themselves. Oh, exactly. Oh. Um, yes. So no, no fan fiction. <laughs> but if we're talking about other things like what I'm currently reading and or playing or whatever, I'm reading um, How to Be Perfect by Michael Schur, which is oh. uh, a philosophy book that he was the Right. He worked on Parks and Rec and The Office and The Good Place and all of that. And he kind of just breaks down uh, ethical and moral philosophy in a very more easily digestible way. So I've been breaking my brain on that and having many crises. Uh, and then playing Tekken 8, which is super fun to kind of go back to that. And that's a crazy story. Fighting video games always have the most insane storylines. <laughs> and got it. it. it and it, what was so funny is because right now it's Tekken has been around for over 20 years. And so they have a section in Tekken 8 where you can watch the through story of each of the Tekkens. And the first three are just each, you know, Hayachi just throwing Kazuya over the cliff and then Kazuya throwing Hayachi over the cliff. And I'm like, is, is 8 going to just end with all three of them? going off a cliff because it really should at this point i <laughs> but <laughs> multi-generational <laughs> nonsense just jump into a cliff but anywho that's what i'm doing right now <laughs> oh awesome. I, I love it <laughs> Mike, what do you have oh no okay all right so the, the easy answer the, the, the easy answer uh for like you're coming off a of savage beach you did it in the wrong order already what you should have right. done is you watch hard ticket to hawaii go oh my god this is the best film i ever saw then you see picasso trigger which is still fun a little less and then you watch savage beach and you go i mean that's still good and then you stop okay yeah you stop i mean later go and watch the other stuff but you do need to take a break before i i saw them too so soon uh, also there is as i said malibu express which is the first one um and i see watch the watch those three i said first see how you're feeling get a warm feeling about go watch malibu express and go oh he fixed it oh thank god thank god he figured out what he was doing wrong because that's like again an abilene as the star and he's kind of trying to do like magnum pi where like he's that that guy who just kind of like is super cool with a car and he gets himself into a situation and tonally, it's a little weird. It's still a little 70s. And anyway, meh. so, so yes, yeah. a hard ticket to Hawaii, Picasso trigger. Watch, watch Savage Beach. Have yourself a vacation. Yeah. Um, things that are not Andy Sedaris, I have other interests. Um, I uh, just saw uh, Destroy All Neighbors on Shutter, and what, what a gift. What a, what a, a gory, fluorescent latex uh makeup gift it is uh J jonah ray i love his horror story i love that he's being in horror films now he was in satanic hispanics which we showed uh at anomaly oh, nice um, and i love him as, as, as now a, a, the the lead of an entire film he is a prog rock musician who has been working on his like ultimate album for i think at least a decade now Yep. and but you know it's, it's not happening and he's very much someone who's like he's the problem but but he thinks everyone else is and a new neighbor moves in and it's alex winter uh from bill and ted and freaked and in the most fun fully transformed latex makeup of as this like a uh, generally eastern european neighbor called vlad who 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 just blasts EDM music and does super loud workouts with metal things like super loud, and he's like um 
where what uh, Jonah should have done is just go over to the neighbor and say, maybe quiet. Also, because that's not actually what's stopping him making his album is everything else, right? Mm-hmm. Oh. Instead, he decides that he's just going to knock on the wall and he does one knock. <laughs> and oh. he should have... Then he calls the cops. So... The mm. rest, what happens, uh, it gets gory, it gets weird, there's beheadings, intestines attack people, uh, he is haunted by the violence he's created, mm. and Zed Vlad is one of my favorite new horror characters ever. Prog rock is a horrible music, you can't fuck to it. Good stuff! <laughs> like, 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 that's just like, I'm like, I love him, I love him, good stuff. But I, also, it's like, I, I said it was the comedy version of Mandy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, the I, two I, prog rock horror films together. Yeah, I'm I'm halfway through it, and I'm yeah. really sad I haven't finished it yet. It's it's, just, it's, it's a it's a joy. If what I said yeah. sounds fun, <laughs> you're gonna like this. It's fun. It's a fun ride. It doesn't take itself too seriously. Um, and lots of liquids happen. Oh no. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, stuff it's, that you want to stay in your body is out of the body. So that's yeah. no good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Beyond horror goo. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know if I think yeah. like it's most it's more liquid than goo most of the time. Oh, okay. just, 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 yeah, goo is like much more yeah. fluids. There, there's some, yeah. but that yeah. that's holding together too well. Everything is just splattered and scattered, and you have a main character who is the author of his own misfortunes, which is one of my favorite setups. This is all your fault, buddy. <laughs> You're making it worse. Prime well, Rock well, Waffle well. House of Film. Um yep. <laughs> Sheepers, creepers. Uh, what I, things that I've watched that I've enjoyed? I went back and watched Kung Pao Enter the Fist. Okay. Um, it holds up extraordinarily well for being of huh. its time. It's still watchable, and it, I didn't have to shut it off because it made me feel oogie. Um, <laughs> which is tremendous if you think about when that came out. It's actually a pretty yeah. innocent, fun, goofy movie still, and I really dug it. It's a lot of fun. Wonderful. Um, yeah. And then um, I've been listening to one album nonstop. Uh, it's the new Benny the Butcher record. From, Benny's from Buffalo. Um, and he put out his first major label record. And uh, it's great. So check out the new Benny the Butcher if you're into uh, rap, hip hop kind of stuff. Uh, it's good. Oh, nice. Um, nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's called uh, Everybody Can't Go. It's good. It's well worth listening to. And, and if you if you're from Western New York, it's fun to hear weird little Buffalo references pop up throughout. Like when he starts referencing going to Elio's, Elio de Paulo's Italian restaurant to celebrate something. And like, it's fun. Like, yeah, it's, regional, it's very, regional. Yeah, it, it the, the sound of it is very like mid 90s, late 90s, boom bap, New York City hip hop. And then, yeah, it's he's a Buffalo dude, but nice. it's great. Nice. Um, those are my big recommendations this week. Yay! Oh, Compass free on YouTube. Shout out Celador for that find. Hey, all right, love it. Yeah, this will uh, be in the show notes too. Like, I'll you know, now that we're doing recommendations, yeah. um, I can and any sort of link or something, I will I'll go that. So, if you're listening to this uh, podcast wise in your ear holes and if the podcast has been released, I have updated the page. Right now, it don't exist because we're doing it live. But right. later, future Megan will update the site <laughs> and we'll have a, we have the episodes. If you go there now, I have a whole bunch of other past stuff. I put a lot of work into that. So please go read other show notes. That's interesting, too. 
And the good news is I've just discovered <laughs> uh, if you're coming in halfway through this or, or at the end, because that's kind of where we are. If you look at our uh, at the uh, I think either the Anomaly or Lunchador YouTube channel, this is up there already. So as soon as I hit stop, what? it'll be available to you in its entirety. Oh, my God. On Fancy. Oh, yeah, look at us. Look at every year. Stronger, faster, stronger. YouTuber. We did it. Did we it. did it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I guess this is the time where we, we do our filthy business and talk about the pot, the, the film festival. Because um, <laughs> we're here. We have to plug things. That's why we yeah. do this. I mean, we love you, and that's why we do it. We like to spend time with you. But at the mm -hmm. same time, we have a film festival that we like to talk about, too. It's Anomaly of the mm -hmm. Rochester Genre Film Festival. It is November 6th through 10th of 2024 at the beautiful <laughs> and, and historic Little yes. Theater in Rochester, New York. <clears throat> we look forward to seeing all of your smiling faces yeah. as we bring you the best of independent genre movies for our sixth, sixth, sixth time. Ah. Ooh. For six years. Oh my God. I, 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 just, I just don't want to stop on that. Like we have to keep going. I can't feel six years in my bones. I, no. <laughs> Lucky number this, seven. If this film festival was a, a person, it would be entering kindergarten, almost first grade, folks. Our baby. All grown up. Stop um, saying they're a troubled child, they're the imaginative. Weirding out the kids on the bus eating flies. Um, <laughs> that, that, that's them. That's our oh, no. oh no! We, we need to land this plane on the grassy on the grassy island. On the, like, on the grassy island. <laughs> um, Can you so, yeah. crush it on the island? It's it's an it's anomaly. We're back again, November sixth through tenth yeah. of this year, twenty twenty four, at the Little Theater, anomalyfilmfest.com, anomalyfilmfest on all the socials. Tickets are not available yet. Passes are not available yet, but soon they will be. Uh, also, so we're keep on the TikTok. So oh, we're on the TikTok as of if you're watching this. I'm so on excited that we're on the TikTok now. So as of yesterday, we've, we've, follow we've, us there now. That's taken a year off my life. We forced Megan into an existential crisis yesterday <laughs> and, and signed, got her to sign up for TikTok for us. So <sighs> Megan is our, our, our TikTok master. Enjoy our content. <laughs> very excited about it. <laughs> One of your favorite, favorite platform. Um, yes. You so, yeah, talk that, about Facebook? <laughs> yeah, it, it has overtaken Facebook as Megan's favorite platform. So, <laughs> so yeah, that that is it for us this week. We thank you for joining us through uh, all the ups and downs, the ins and outs, if you will, of Savage Beach, and we look forward to seeing you again soon. Bye. Bye. This has been a presentation of the Lunchador Podcast Network. Hello, listeners. This is Richard B. Cologne reminding you all to check out the Behind the Glass Gallery podcast hosted by myself and Kwaje Donnell. Every month, we interview the latest First Friday featured gallery artists and dive deep into their passion, drive, and motivation beyond what they display on our gallery walls each month in downtown Rochester, New York. So please, if you haven't yet, subscribe and give us a listen. Also, don't forget to check out our monthly artist receptions every first Friday of the month from 6 to 8 p.m. 240 East Main Street at the Mercantile on Main. Hoping to see you all behind the glass.